0: You're listening to The Habitology Podcast with Melanie White and today I want to talk about managing your feelings in coaching sessions. This episode is designed to help you to feel more grounded, present and prepared for anything in a coaching session so that you can handle it with grace and professionalism. I wanted to make this episode for two reasons. The first reason is because one of the coaching students I've been working with recently talked about how confronted she felt by her client's rollercoaster emotions in a session. The client shut up and had had a terrible day and was highly emotional and this coach simply wasn't prepared for it. And that's an important thing to think about. That can happen at any time and so you need to learn how to prepare for and deal with those sorts of things second reason is that my big focus this year is going to be and is on my own mental and emotional health and well-being. I know that managing your feelings and taking responsibility for them are a huge part of mental and emotional well-being. And of course those things set the scene for you being grounded in a coaching session, for you doing a better job as a coach and for you enjoying a happier and more balanced and rounded life. So today I want to share some tips on how you can show up feeling calm, capable and confident and emotionally balanced for yourself and your clients. A bit of backstory. As a coach, part of your role is to be the steady rock for the clients that you work with. And that means that you show up with a consistent energy, manner and a sense of calm and stability. Why is that important? Well there's probably a lot of reasons but if you show up like that then your client will automatically relax into the session and be able to focus on themselves and open up. They can be free to be themselves and they're not distracted by anything that you're thinking or doing. If you show up and you're not feeling very well or you're a bit fragile it's going to show in the way you communicate and your body language and that's going to distract the client from doing their work. In addition to that if you're unable to handle somebody else's emotions that it might affect your ability to deliver what they need and want in the session and it may become more about your feeling of fear and backpedaling which shifts your energy away from the client and toward you. Also you're not going to feel very good about the session afterwards. And on the other side of things there are always going to be difficult days in life for all of us including you. The secret is about being able to manage your emotions and your mental health and well-being so that you have fewer or less intense emotional days, are less reactive as a person and have a good strategy or two to manage yourself and your schedule around those days that are difficult. That way you're less likely to be swayed by your client's emotional state and better able to ground yourself to handle what's going on and to see things as they really are. Before I go further and walk you through the process that I use I want to talk briefly about emotional contagion. There is a pile of literature and study in this area. It's well known that some people more easily catch the emotions of people around them and there's actually an online test you can do to gauge your level of emotional contagion and I'll share that in the show notes and in the blog version of this podcast. It's important to know yourself how susceptible you are to others emotions and which emotions you're more likely to catch, that's going to help you to deal with them better and to know when to handle yourself. You probably get a sense of this right away. For example, if I asked you, do you cry at weddings? Do you cry at sad movies? Are you outraged by certain types of people or certain habits? Do you feel easily lifted or drained depending on who you're with? maybe some of those things could be indicators of how easily you're influenced by the emotions of others. And when you know this about yourself, you're more able to use different strategies to help you build emotional and mental stability like I am and also to know when to use effective techniques to ground yourself in the moment so that you don't have to go into that murky rabbit hole of I didn't do a good job or I'm not good enough. It's such an important thing for a coach and that's doing your own work. One of the hard things is that we all have blind spots and we may lack self-awareness of when we are reactive. So I'm going to talk to you about this four-step process for building mental and emotional resilience so that you can handle whatever your clients bring to the session and truly be there for them. And if you practice this regularly and make it a habit, you're going to build resilience To really become a different person. Let's talk about the steps. Step one is self awareness. Now I've just mentioned this that people have blind spots, we all do and the way to overcome those or to start overcoming them is to simply observe yourself and keep some notes or a journal or a reflection of some sort on how you respond each day and react to different people or different situations. Just like at the movies or weddings that I mention right now, there are likely to be situations, events and people in your life that you react to differently. Gauge that level of reaction, how easily you remain calm or how easily you are able to calm down. I have done a lot of this myself in the past and I know that certain people or certain meetings or certain events would give me heightened anxiety or anger, or those sorts of emotions. And so I want to be really clear on managing myself better generally in my life so that I can show up to coaching sessions and not be triggered into those emotions by the people I'm working with. You can also, in addition to the self awareness work, take an emotional contagion test. There are a few online and I will link you to one by R William Doherty who is a social scientist. Step number two is to start using thought challenges. Once you are aware of your emotional reactions to different people and situations you can start to use thought challenge tools to help you to become less reactive. They will help you to dial down the intensity or be less reactive less often or both. Byron Katie's The Work, in inverted commas, is a very simple and fantastic thought change model that you can use to challenge your own thoughts and reframe and pull back from the emotion. They're a form of Socratic questioning that help you to think differently and therefore act differently. And if you practice these thought change or thought challenge models over time and start to think differently, then what you say to yourself will change... And your beliefs will change. So powerful and this is one of the most critical tools for all of us to use. Byron Katie's four questions are, number one, is it true? Number two, can you absolutely know that it's true? Number three, how do you react, what happens when you believe that thought? And question four, who would you be without that thought? So they're four very simple questions and if you go to Google Byron Katie and find her website you'll be able to find the work and she has plenty of tools that explain how to use that model. It's really helpful and it can help you to just unpack and rewire some of your unhealthy faulty thinking patterns and so you can use them when you're feeling overly negative, over emotional or going into catastrophic thinking just generally in your life. In essence you're removing the heightened emotion out of those situations and switching into the left or more logical side of your brain taking things back to fact. I call this factualizing as opposed to catastrophizing. Growing up I was a really really professional catastrophizer, I was so good at it, I was brought up that way and learned from some powerful role models in my life how to always turn things into a catastrophe. And so it took a lot of work to unpick that. I had to reframe and rewire my thoughts to make them more calm, simple statements of fact without any aggrandizing or catastrophe. And this has made a huge impact on my mental and emotional health. So I can say from experience, over time if used consistently, you can start to become a more emotionally and mentally resilient and calm person, become more insightful and more objective rather than reactive and as a lifelong process this is going to help you to be present with your clients and better able to handle what they bring and truthfully this is the most important step and the bulk of the work you need to do to build your mental and emotional resilience. Step number three is preparation and that's preparing for sessions. Every coach is taught to develop a preparation ritual and use it before working with a client. You might spend 5, 10 or 20 minutes or more shutting out intrusive thoughts, becoming present and mindful, becoming calm and still and ready to receive whatever the client brings, putting your own agenda aside and as part of your preparation you can also really ground yourself and mentally prepare for any emotional state that your client might bring. Anticipate that they could be very happy, very excited, very wound up, very flat, very bored, very tired, very angry, very tearful. They could bring anything to that session and so to handle that and to prepare for that you can evoke feelings within yourself of calmness, of stability, presence and maybe even use a few statements or a mantra about how the client is responsible for their own feelings you are there to hold the space no matter what what they bring, that the clients feelings are something that they own and they are in charge of. You need to develop your own process here and find something that works well for you but I invite you to write down a few ideas and practice them with different clients to see which has the best and most grounding calming effect on you. Step number four is to use objective reflections after the session. It's really good professional practice to reflect on your own performance objectively after you finish a coaching session. If you have a few prompt questions ready on a sheet of paper or a document like what went well and what was challenging and what was the best thing for the client and what was their most important lesson, then you're prompting yourself to think objectively and in a balanced way about what happened in the session rather than just finishing the session and letting it all pour out whichever way. Having those prompt questions on a piece of paper or a document and prepared helps to pull you back into that factual state and out of the emotion of the moment. As you can hear it's a bit of a version of the thought model step two that I mentioned and this tool can help you after a coaching session. Aside from the client's emotional state if you feel like you didn't do a very good job When you first start coaching it's really easy to beat up on yourself about your performance or lack of and this little tool can help you to pull back from that emotional response and view your work objectively. It's such an important skill to learn and I call it a skill because it is and any skill requires practice to master it. The last thing I want to say on this topic is this. If you've had a tough day, if you've got difficult things going on in your life or if you're really not feeling very strong, you're not expected to be Mother Teresa. (laughs) It's totally okay and you may be better to reschedule your clients to another day rather than trying to push through with this welling of feelings in the background. And assuming that you don't do this rescheduling and cancelling all the time which is really unprofessional, it is actually very good role modeling for your client that you give them your best and you only reschedule on those days when things are tough. It means that you maintain a certain level of professionalism as well as providing the much-needed space for yourself to take care of your own needs. So that's where that role modelling comes in. So let's wrap up what we covered today. Firstly, I said that when you work as a coach, you need to be able to show up feeling calm, balanced and ready to hold space for your client. And when you're a new coach or when you're feeling low on mental and emotional energy, you need some tools to help you to be there for the client. Today, I discussed a four-step process that you can establish as a regular habit to help you build mental and emotional resilience in your life, which will allow you to be more present and grounded in your coaching sessions to handle whatever comes up. And of course you can use a couple of the tools that I mentioned in those steps in the moment to help you to calm down and feel more in control. I hope you found this episode useful, it's such an important things, thing for coaches to be on top of. Uh, if you need help or if you want to take those quizzes that I mentioned that or the emotional contagion quiz Uh, check in on the show notes or also on the blog version of this episode. Thanks for being here. I really appreciate your listening and I'll see you soon.